This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. The content found on TheBestDayEver.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Greetings, everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and I am very excited to announce one of our speakers at our upcoming longevity conference. And in fact, we're going to be at the Orange County Hilton, May 3rd through May 5th, 2013, and you can still register. The website to register for that event, if you're interested, is thelongevitynowconference.com. All four of those words together, thelongevitynowconference.com. Well, this, this person that I'm about to introduce is an absolute inspiration to millions of people around the world. He's an extraordinary fitness guru. Uh, over the past 25 years, he's inspired just about everybody, from professional athletes, sports teams, TV stars, film stars, recording artists, countless amounts of people. His name is Tony Horton, and he's the creator of P90X, the best-selling fitness program probably in American history. His, his phrase, his anthem is, exercise is fitness, food is health. And that's eventually led him to develop a new organic home delivery food service, food program called TonyHortonKitchen.com. You can check that out. He's committed to offer healthy food straight from nature that provides all the nutrients necessary to fuel exercise and also provide the energy for a full and productive life. He's an extraordinary fitness aficionado, and I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. Welcome, Tony. How are you doing? David, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's really great to be here today. Okay, so let's start out with exercise is fitness, food is health. Explain to us the philosophy behind that statement. Well, you know, what I've discovered in 35 years of training folks is that uh, it's really a two-part equation. And a lot of us are not grown up with the idea that exercise should be a regular and consistent thing. Um, it's usually something that we, we assume is for athletes or for people who are training for marathons. And a lot of us aren't aware of the mind-body-spirit uh, connection when it comes to physical movement. And so uh, there's been a lot of studies out there. There's one actually from the Harvard Business Review that shows that regular exercise is really the foundation to be more productive mentally and emotionally. And so when you exercise, you release norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, and something known as brain-derived neurotropic factor. And these are brain chemicals that are sitting there waiting, yearning for your body to move. And it's no different than trying to get regular sleep or brushing your teeth every day or making sure that you eat the proper foods every day. Uh, and what I've discovered is if you want to be really productive, if you want to be really creative, if you want to be less of a burden on the, on the, uh, on the healthcare system, and, and you want to be strong and flexible and durable and, and less vulnerable to illness and injury, then you try to move almost every single day. Now, does every workout have to be an hour and a half long? Does it have to be even an hour? You know, I created 10-Minute Trainer, for example, as an example, just to, get, just to get people moving, to get them off the couch. And when people will say, well, 10 minutes, that doesn't work. I said, well, 10 minutes is always better than zero minutes. Uh, what I try to do is to explain to people that if you find some form of fitness that you really enjoy, don't do the trendy thing. Don't do the thing that, you know, everybody's bu- buying off the TV set. Find some form of movement that gets the blood moving, that gets the oxygen uh, flowing inside of your body. 
And that is, that is a part of the equation. Now, the other half of the equation is food. I mean, food is fuel. This is the way we get through our day. And every single meal is an opportunity to slow the aging clock down, to allow the body to function better, to allow the organs to function better. Uh, and so you have a choice. You know, you have a choice for both. The amazing thing is that the two things that we control, um, whether we move and what we eat, is 100% ours. A lot of things in our life isn't that easy. You know, traffic, your family, uh, things are going at work. It's often out of your control. But the two things that you can control, whether you eat well and exercise at least five to seven days a week, will create a, the kind of mental state, emotional state, and physical state that you can't even imagine. And, you know, I... I I'm sort of an example of that because at 55 years old, there's things that I can do physically I couldn't do in my 20s or my 30s. And it's really that combination. Exercise is not an excuse to eat whatever you want. And I'm not saying that you have to be a robot about it. You know, I mean, you're going to miss certain days, and that's fine. And certain meals, they're going to be right there. There's going to be that bacon cheeseburger, and <laughs> why not, you know? Uh, but I don't, I don't, I mean, that's, that's, uh, should be few and far between. For me, you know, I make sure that the majority, the majority, uh, the mass majority of my meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, are healthy and whole foods. And in between those meals, the smaller calorie meals is where I cheat. And if I'm really sore one day and I don't feel like I can really pull it off, my schedule's crazy, and I mean, I have, I have, uh, I've been flying and traveling a lot, I'll take a day off, and I don't beat myself up about it. I just make sure that I exercise 22 days a month at least minimum. That's a general goal, and then uh, I make sure that I eat. Pretty well, pretty pretty healthy, whole foods, 80 to 90% of the time. That, that's fantastic. Well said, by the way. And You're an absolutely super in shape guy, man. I mean, I saw you on a YouTube video, this one that comes up where you're doing, I think you did 87 push-ups in a minute. What's your record, by the way? How many push-ups can you do in a minute? That was it. You, you witnessed my records, by the way. 87, I think, was my best uh, I was at an Air Force base um, in Central California, and this airman just kind of came up to me and said, hey, I want to challenge you. It wasn't even scheduled on the docket that day. And, uh, you know, I thought, okay, um, this will probably end up on YouTube, so I better give it my all. But, uh, you know, I've done 87 straight push-ups. I've done uh, 77 four-ball push-ups. And if you don't know what that is, that's doing push-ups on four med balls. Um, And I've cranked out around 42 pull-ups in a row. So, yeah, there's a lot. You know, I, what I've discovered when it comes to fitness is that it's just as important to work on your weaknesses as your strengths. And I think typically most people gravitate to their strengths because they figure, hey, I'm exercising, right? So if I'm exercising and it's hard and I'm sweating, um, then then it's probably a good thing for me. But what, what we don't r- recognize sometimes is that when you're working on your strengths, even if you're exercising regularly, your body is still deteriorating on some level, maybe not the same level as, as people who aren't doing anything. But what you need to do, and this is what I do, is, you know, I bought a, I've got a slack line in my backyard. I've got a pegboard. Um, I've got parallel bars. I've got a 16-foot rope. I have a finger ladder. Um, and when I first started doing these types of bodyweight exercises, I was horrible. I remember I installed the finger ladder, and I thought, what do I do this for? I can't even get up this thing, you know. What's a finger ladder? They're made by companies that do climbing walls. Okay. And so it, it's just these – I bought five of them, and they're these five separate little – um, plastic holds that go up on the wall, and the only thing you can use, the only thing you can grab onto with this thing is just your fingers and fingernails. That's it. The rest of your hand is out of the equation. Wow. And it's pure finger strength while climbing. So unlike a traditional pull-up, we've got a tremendous grip, right? You can grab that whole bar and do your pull-ups. This is fingers only, and you're also moving um, uh, up the up the ladder and down the ladder. So it just takes 
pull up to the next level. And I, you know, for example, when I do, when I climb ropes, I'll climb ropes, of course, without my feet, but I usually do it in L position. So my legs are straight out. And then sometimes just for kicks, I'll climb the rope upside down. So these are, these are skills. These are, this is, so it's the difference between exercising for the sake of exercising because you know you're supposed to exercise or, you know, that's the reason why mud runs and, and these uh, adventure races are so, so popular now is because it's not just a run. It's climbing, it's crawling underneath things, it's jumping in water, uh, and it's run, running too. So you're taking on different skills. And when you add a, when you add skill to your routine, it's more interesting, it can become competitive, it forces you to work outside of your comfort zone, to work on your weaknesses, and it just makes you a more durable athlete, a more well-rounded athlete. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not an athlete. I say, but if you train like one, you'll end up looking like one, and that's kind of the goal for a lot of people. Cool. How, how does food fit into all this? I, I've, I've noticed you, the change in your career over the years and, and how you've really gotten into superfoods and super herbs. Tell us about, like, how you started. I mean, you know how it was in the 80s and, and it, even in the 70s with food. There wasn't the consciousness there is today. How did it start for you, and then how has it evolved? Well, you know, when I first started training um, back in the early 80s, you know, I, I mean, I took a weightlifting class at URI when I was uh, there. And uh, there was no emphasis at all about food. It was purely about using machines as a, as a way, as a, as a means to get bigger and have muscles that you could see that weren't there before. But it had nothing to do with full core and functional fitness. And there was no diet component whatsoever. I mean, I'd go to the weightlifting class and I'd run down and get a hot dog, you know, and, and some French fries and a Dr. Pepper. And then, you know, fortunately, when I moved out to California, I was very lucky because I started just to kind of meet people that were eating vegan and vegetarian meals, raw meals. Paleolithic wasn't really around. Uh, Adkins maybe was a little bit later, but it was really, I got introduced to vegetables and fruit and whole grains for the first time in my life in my mid-20s. And so uh, at one point I had a couple of run-ins with chicken, <laughs> which made me very ill. And all of a sudden I just made a switch. I just said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to eat more lettuce, which I never had as a kid. I'm going to eat more, more vegetables. And the amazing thing is, you know, you can have, you can have healthy Italian food, healthy Indian food, healthy Mexican food, you know, you just keep the cheese and the sour cream uh, and the heavy sauces and and, uh, and the fried meat off your plate, and you're going to do pretty well. And that's how I that's how I lived for a while. I wasn't super conscious about it. I just made sure that I what I did early on was pretty basic, which is what I tell a lot of people now. Just remove categories of food that are doing the damage. And, you know, and those categories are simple: you, um, processed meats, bologna, salami. You know, these are made in a factory, you know, it's just a bunch of different meat pressed together. Right, yeah. A package. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. And, you know, and hot dogs and hamburgers, unfortunately, come under that same category. I also tell folks to get away from processed flours. You know, get away from overly refined carbohydrates. It's pretty simple. Everybody knows what they are. They're candy bars, they're cookies, they're crackers, they're chips, they're white bread, you know, bagels and croissants. Get get as far away from those things as possible. Uh, also that, you know, and, and, and sugary sodas, you know, carbonated sodas, uh, monster, uh, uh, all that stuff, uh, you know, these power drinks that are just jacked up with sugar. It's just, it's just, well, the last thing you want to do is consume calories uh, from your liquids. I mean, geez, you know, it's hard enough to lose weight. And then alcohol, you want to get off as much alcohol as possible. What about my wine? What about my, you know, I like to have a mimosa in the morning. I said, well, fine. Well, then, you know, you're always going to be at risk. And so uh, if you can have some more discipline that way, um, that's probably the best way to go. And then now, then later on in my life, it just became more refined. It just became, you know, I became really conscious of new kinds of foods like, 
like quinoa and, uh, and superfoods and super greens and things like that, um, for oxygen and, and other different kinds of, uh, you know, ingredients that, uh, camu camu, I mean, the list goes on. And, uh, and these are superfoods that come from all around the world. And so they, uh, quite often you can get them wrong, quite often sometimes they could become, you know, in a combination in a, dr- in a drink or a shake. And, and that's, you know, that's how I start my morning. I mean, I start my morning with, uh, seven drops of oregano oil, uh, four <laughs> acro greens, and, uh, and a little creatine. You know what I mean? And it tastes awful. But again, what I've realized is not every meal has to be a party in your mouth. You know, I mean, that's the way we think. We just think if breakfast isn't pancakes and, and, uh, and sausage and, and, uh, maple sure. syrup, then it's not breakfast. But what you're eating basically is birthday cake. In, in the morning, and that's not how you really want to start your day. You know, you want to start your day with whole oat, oats, maybe some, uh, this is how I start my day, a whole oatmeal, a little bit of banana, some, some uh, organic blueberries, and some flaxseed meal. And it, to me, it just tastes phenomenal. Maybe some egg whites with uh, grilled peppers, onions, and avocado, and a little cilantro on top. Bang. I mean, and that's not that hard. It's easily easily to access. Most people would enjoy the way those things taste, and that's truly the best way to start your day, I think. How is that? Like, you said you're 55 now. That's amazing. Yes, and it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. It's right. it's time keeps ticking, I'm telling you. But like, what's going on in your body? I mean, I guess now you're probably on such a, a totally different and superior diet regime to where you were in your 20s that you probably actually feel better than your 20s. I mean, how, how are you feeling at 55? You know, I, I, I'm very, I'm very, very lucky. I, I've been uh, able to surround myself with really smart people, and I've always been very curious about, about, you know, for example, not only the food but supplementation. Um, I take probably Jack Lane was known for taking on 100 pills a day. I probably take around 50, and it's CoQ10, and it's it's chlorooxygen, and it's uh, multivitamin, multimineral. It's um, ginkgo biloba. Um, you know, um, um, Mago 7, um, wellness formula, you know, and, and, uh, uh, vitamin D, uh, B complex, you know, and, and, uh, the thing is you can eat really, really well and you could be, um, as clean with your diet as possible, but quite often because the way meals are, are prepared, the way they're processed, the way they're stored, the way temperature changes, things like that, it affects the quality of the food. And so supplementation is just that. It's an opportunity for you to be able to, you know, supplement some of the missing gaps that you find in, 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 uh, in a modern-day food source. And, and that matters. You know, it really does. I, I have a protein shake every day, and that protein shake, is you wouldn't believe how many ingredients go into that shake. <laughs> I, I would, actually. It's just, you know, it's like one after the other. There's blueberries, there's strawberries, there's, there's uh, uh, almond milk, uh, there's coconut water, there's, uh, two, there's an egg protein, vegan pro- protein, um, uh, macro, uh, micro red, this, this, it, uh, uh, cashews, and it just tastes so dreamy. I mean, if people got, got a sip of this thing, they would think, oh my God, I do that every day too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it has changed and it changes all the time. I mean, for example, I was a vegan vegetarian on and off for 17 years and I met my girlfriend and she was fit and healthy and happy and she was, you know, she was growing up, um, uh, grass fed organic chicken breast and wild fish, and occasionally she'd have some elk. And at first I thought she was crazy, and I tried to get her to convert, and she converted me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now, you know, the funny thing is, now that I've added that sort of a meat sort of protein, I don't have to eat as often. And I was a cheater vegan. Now, let's face it, I was eating too many, you know, whole grain crackers and gluten-free cookies 
and calling myself a vegan when in reality I was really eating empty calories. And so the crazy change for me has been I'd have a salad once in a while. You know, I was good with the, with the vegetables and the fruit. But now I have, I have salad twice a day. I have some form of green, uh, leafy greens, uh, basil, spinach, twice a day with chicken, with fish, and another vegetable typically. And not that I need to be paleolithic, but I'm, I'm almost off of bread. I rarely ever have bread anymore, and I've never felt better. And that's for me. And I'm not telling anybody that's what they have to do. But, you know, I mean, I think, well, geez, I, yesterday I went to the UCLA track, and I ran around the track and did, you know, different sprints all day, all morning. The day before, I did three hours of a gymnastics routine, and here I am Monday morning. I feel great. I think bread's a killer. It's a killer on joints especially, and it's good to hear you're off. And, I, and, and I'm not surprised, actually, with your fitness level and how springy you are. That You know, I really feel like overconsumption of those kind of carbohydrates, green carbohydrates, it causes joint problems, especially as you age. So I'm really glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, inflammation really is the big issue there. And, and, hey, look, if I'm skiing and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I've been skiing hard all day, and they've got a big old piece of, you know, vi- uh, cheese pizza, I'm going to fold that thing in half and swallow it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not going to think twice about it, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it, because I know that 80 to 90% of the time, I eat really, really well. The, the key for food, and food is the bane of our existence. Food is the reason why we have a health care crisis. You know, you could pretty much skip the exercise altogether if you've got your food intake wired, um, because that's why I say food equals health. So, you know, the, the goal here is to say to yourself, all right, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a, bre- a healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if I want to have some chocolate-covered almonds in between, I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to have some key lime pie at, at, after dinner one, one night, then I'm not going to make a big deal about it. If I'm going to have a beer at the ball game, then that's perfectly okay, too. And, and that's kind of where I live. And, um, I mean, I don't drink anymore because I just don't, the, the reasons why are gone. So, um, and I never drank coffee, so I never had an issue with that. I drink water water and carbonated water, and occasionally I'll put a little bit of fruit juice in some carbonated water just for flavor, and that's as wild as I get. You know, if I'm going to cheat, it's going to be on the chocolate. And uh, <laughs> All right. Right? So everybody needs one little you – know, well, I call it having, having a food release valve because, the, because here's the key to losing weight and getting healthy through food. Having discipline when it comes to what you eat but not feeling deprived. That's it. In a nutshell, having discipline – Finding a food, whether it's paleo or, or vegan or vegetarian or raw, raw, whatever. What I tell people is stop treating your, your diet plan like religion. You know, I'm a vegan. I'm going to defend it to the nth degree. And then you got, you know, people who love the whole paleo diet and it's the opposite of the spectrum. The two of them butt, butting heads. And so what I do is I eat paleo meals. I eat vegan meals. I eat raw meals. I eat Italian meals. I eat Mexican meals. I eat a lot of, I have so much variety in my food. I just make sure that when I look down at my plate, I recognize what I'm eating. I, you know, I recognize that that's broccoli and that's salmon and that's maybe new potatoes and, and that's, uh, you know, a salad. These are things that came straight from the earth. I try to eat like my great-great-great-grandparents. Simple. Absolutely. I don't eat out of a box and I don't eat out of a bag. You know, I don't, I don't eat I, – I, I try to avoid eating food that comes from a factory. It's pretty rec- easy to recognize which ones do and which ones don't. You're going to be better off. You're going to live longer. You're going to have less health problems, uh, and you're going you're gonna to find your natural weight. Boom. What are you doing with your with Tony Horton's kitchen? What what kind of stuff are you making available through that? That sounds like an interesting project you got there. It must be relatively new. I think last time we talked, you didn't mention that to me. So, how, what are you what are you what are you involved in? Are you getting fresh produce to people? What's happening there? That's exactly right. You know, I mean, 
people, for some reason, in general, find it easier to have discipline when it comes to exercise. Um, they set aside the time. They know what it is. If you look at uh, P90X or P90X2 or 10-Minute Trainer, it just the program tells you what to do and when to do it. And But with the food, it's just there's an addiction. We have an addiction. And, and uh, it's, it's to fat, sugar, salt, and chemicals. And that comes in processed foods. And the only way to break that addiction is to, to come up with another way of eating that tastes just as good, right? Because the bottom line is it comes down to hunger and taste. You know what I mean? If you're hungry and it doesn't taste good, you're not going to eat it. And so what we try to do is create recipes that are loaded with fiber, loaded with nutrients, um, loaded with the good stuff um, that taste good. You know, and, and we don't put, we don't put any sugar in it. We don't, we put very little sodium or no sodium sometimes and tons of fiber and tons of natural protein. And I gave people three choices. I gave them pure vegan, which, you know, has no dairy whatsoever, vegetarian with some dairy and flexitarian, which is sort of paleo-esque with, uh, with chicken, wild fish and grass-fed beef and buffalo. And, um, and that's where I live now. And I'm, I'm mostly vegan. I have to say that during the course of the week, 75% of the meals I eat are, are vegetarian-based. But I got rid of the whole philosophy of, of vegan-vegetarian only, and now I have these, you know, natural sources of protein. And what we've done is, you know, you go to TonyHortonKitchen.com, you order either either vegan-vegetarian or flexitarian, uh, five or seven days a week. It comes to your door. Um, the, they're, they're triple sealed. So the meal is fresh, not frozen. And it's vacuum sealed in this container. And then it has two more layers of, of you know, because it's being shipped across the country. I mean, I mean, we make this in Oxnard, California. So if you want it in Maine, you get it fresh. You want it in Florida, you get it fresh. You want it in Chicago, you get it fresh. Dallas, you get it fresh. Washington, you get it fresh. It's because of the way we, we seal it and, and put, the, you know, the ice packets in there with, with, the, uh, with the food. So um, when it comes to your door, you heat it up, you eat it up, and you throw away the recycled container. That's it. So you take away... All the complicated steps that make it so hard for people to, to eat well and 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 uh, and lose weight, because most folks they'll buy their food. I mean, most folks will make their list, and then they get in the car and they drive to the grocery store, and then they try to find a parking space. And when they finally do, they dig the car next to them. Oops, sorry. Then they have to write the note on the windshield. Then they go inside and they get their carts and they go through the store. And that takes not you know sometimes as long as an hour you got a big family and you got to put all this stuff in and oh look there's those cookies and there's those crackers and there's those chips oh i'm only going to have a few but you get them anyway and you put them in the cart and then you get in line and you have to pay for it <laughs> and they break out the credit card and they go through the whole process and you take it out and you put it in the car and i knew you see where i'm going here right so you get back to the house and you put everything in the pantry the refrigerator and the freezer oh now you got to pull it all back out again and the pots and the pans and now you got to cook it and then you cook it and then oh but guess what it's not over now you have to clean up and after you clean up, you repeat that process over and over and over again. With us, you order, you heat it up, eat it up, and throw away the recycled container. And that's now, the difference. Do you change up your menus with your with your basically you have your vegan, vegetarian, flexitarian menus each week? But do you change it up? It changes every week because you know because the the markets change every week. You know, if you look at the farmers markets where we buy our food. Um, some things are in season and some things aren't, and that changes. It's, it's cyclical with the, with the seasons. I mean, you know, you can get. We're trying to get the freshest freshest foods that we can, so we try to buy from local farmers markets as opposed to the stuff that's being shipped in from Venezuela. Um, and and that's it. So the menus are constantly changing. The menus are up on our website. You can see exactly what's coming from from week to week. And you know, the thing is, 
uh, you're going to have your favorites and you're going to have other meals where you think, no, this was not my favorite meal. But see, like I said earlier, not every meal should be a party in your mouth. Um, and, if, and if you don't like, you know, I, like my, my dad, he's got a very specific palate. And so he puts salsa on things and he puts, you know, salt on certain meals. And he's got about three or four sauces, healthy sauces in the house. And he just puts them on top of the food that he's, you know, that might be too healthy for him. You know, this takes <laughs> healthy. And, and so me, I, I'm just, you know, um, I'm just thrilled that I'm eating whole healthy foods. And not everything. And, and now my palate has changed. Things I used to thought, used to think were bland now have incredible flavor uh, because I'm not addicted to the fat, sugar, and salt anymore. And that, and that takes time. It's the same thing with fitness, you know. Um, with fitness, the first day is never easy. The second, the third, the fourth. By the thirtieth day, you begin to kind of uh, begin to figure it out and understand yeah. what it is. And start to you know see the results and feel good. You and when you're changing your diet, and that's the saddest thing. That's the reason why the obesity crisis is as bad as it is, is because people, well, the minute they begin to eat some healthy food and it doesn't taste exactly like birthday cake, um, they start feeling deprived and and they don't stick with it. Um, and so it's not about eating food so that you can look different in the future. That never motivates anybody for any length of time. It's about making sure that what I eat right now makes today better. Mm-hmm. And it allows it allows my body to function better today. It allows my brain to function better today. It allows my sleep uh, to be uh, more sound. Uh, it's about, you know, uh, in you know, a lot of respects, uh, helping my sex drive because food will just kill your sex drive if you're, if you're taking too many chemicals and garbage. And so everybody's taking blue pills to try to compensate. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's simple. It's not, heard about those. it's not rocket science. This is simple stuff. What you're talking and, and I mean, listening to you, and I think other folks are listening as well, and they're thinking, you are such a success, Tony. You, you, have, you have affected the lives of so many millions of people. What, what, is, what does success mean to you? Where, what is the future for you? Like, what, what is it that you do every day that I think makes you, um, you know, it's like what, what Jerry Rice said. I do the stuff today that nobody will do so that I can do tomorrow what nobody's able to do or, you know, something like that. What, what is that for you? You know, success isn't what you'd think it would be. I mean, people looking from the outside in would say, oh, wow, you know, he's got a couple of homes and he's got nice cars and, and nice stuff. And <laughs> you realize that once you have those things, that ain't it. You know, that's not even close to being it. We work and work and work with the hope that we'll have fi- uh, financial freedom. And in reality, happiness is this phone call. It's this interview. These moments that I get, get a chance to be able to disseminate information in such a way so that it resonates with people so they can begin to make change in their lives. This is it for me. You know, public events meeting people in the airport and stopping and having conversations with them. Yesterday, I came back from the UCLA track. Total couple were walking by, and they were rubbernecking as they go by. Yeah, I could tell they were P90X users the way they were looking at me, right? <laughs> so I, instead of ignoring their glance and walking the other way, I kind of linger a little bit, and they say hello, and we have a 15-minute conversation about about injuries and about diet and about supplements and about their success and how they're doing it with their kids. And I thought, I thought to myself, that was the best 15 minutes of my day. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I work with the military. I, I fly around the world. I've been in Italy and France and Germany and Kosovo and Japan. And, um, and, uh, and I work with our, you know, our military because those folks struggle as well. And, uh, and any chance, any opportunity I get, and this is fun for me. This isn't work. This is just right. yeah, it's heat because, shot, I mean, I, I, because I know this stuff inside and out. I'm always surprised that people still think that, you know, 
that uh, cigarettes aren't that bad, <laughs> or or hamburgers, how bad can they be with bacon and cheese on them? You know, and I just scratch my head thinking, let me tell you something about something and how this food affects you and how regular exercise can make your life better. And that's it for me. And, you know, on top of that, I, I love to ski. I'm a skier, and, and, and success gives me the opportunity to ski around the world. I mean, I, I, I love the heli-ski, and I love my place in Jackson Hole, and I love surrounding myself with, with the kind of people who just love to fly down a mountain. And when I was, you know, struggling and broke, I didn't those opportunities were were non-existent and I get to have them now and so uh, if I can ski you know a couple months out of the year and connect with as many people as possible to help them you know have happier pain-free injury-free disease-free active lives boom that's it that's awesome and you're doing that and you're doing a great job at that so with, let me ask you this we're going to obviously be having you over at the uh, longevity conference which is May 3rd through 5th so anybody listening right now Coming up very shortly, May 3rd through 5th, the Longevity Now Conference in Costa Mesa, California. The website to register for that event, if you're interested, is thelongevitynowconference.com. All four of those words together, thelongevitynowconference.com. Tony's going to be talking to us there. He's going he's gonna to be delivering the goods. And what goods are those going to be, Tony? What are you going to be talking about at our upcoming conference? Can you give us a sneak peek? Well, I'll give you a piece. You know, I've written uh, I've written a couple of books, and in one of my books, um, I, I I was talking about my eleven laws of health and fitness. Uh, but lately, I've been going around and talking about six of those laws. Six of those laws really seem to impact people quite a bit. And so, without giving away the farm, um, their variety, intensities, consistency, a purpose, a plan, and diet, and um, and those are the big six. And once you understand the importance of that equation, uh, you you're well on your way. And I, I, I've noticed quite often, I did an event down in Cabo San Lucas with a bunch of young men. Uh, it was a, uh, called the ALA Conference, the American Leadership Academy. Um, I'm sorry, American Leadership Association Conference. And uh, there's these young kids. They're all in their teens and early 20s, you know. And these are smart, bright kids. They wouldn't be there unless they were. And uh, But it, it was just amazing when I, you know, I went through these six laws. They all came up to me. A lot of them were P90X users and, and, and P90X2 users, and they said they never they never would have approached their their fitness uh, that way. They would have never connected um, the physical, the mental, and the emotional all in one uh, the way I talk about. And so w- what I did was I realigned their purpose because they, like so many others that we'll be talking to uh, in, in May, is that, that purpose is everything. You know, what, what are the reasons why you're doing this thing? You're not doing it purely for the sake of doing it because your doctor said so or you want to look good in a dress at a wedding in front of a bunch of people who don't care, you know. Uh, what your purpose really should, should ultimately be should should be that every time that you exercise, you're changing the quality of your life now. And um, and how, how impactful that is not only for you as an individual but your family and your coworkers and your community and your country and your planet because now you've become less of a burden and and it's not about you anymore. It's about what you've been able to do for yourself so that you can affect other people in a positive way. And most people don't see the big picture when it comes to exercise. And and also folks don't understand that, you know, the, the economy and unemployment is directly affected by our, our personal behaviors through exercise and eating diet. Right. Yep. And I make that connection. And people begin to scratch their head and say, holy crap, I have to lose weight because I want to save the world. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, it's indirect. But that's what I'm doing. That's what tens of thousands of coaches are doing around this country. And so uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. That sort of scratches the surface. There's more, but uh, 
Again, I don't want to get away too much. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited to, to uh, finally meet you in person. We've talked on the phone before, and, and uh, I, I just think you're awesome, man. I'm super inspired by you. I've got some friends who are going to be there, some of, some of our crew, who are super excited to meet you. They're, they're asking me all the time, is Tony Horton coming? When's Tony Horton coming? Can we work out with him? Are you going to be um, in the gym at the at the uh, Orange County Hilton at all by the, when we're there? Or is that? Um, I'm not sure my exact schedule, uh, but I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to put some folks through the paces, uh, just kind of play. You know, you don't even, and one thing about the routine that I can do with people: you don't need a gym. You just need that thing called gravity. If there's yeah. gravity where we're going, we're going to be fine. That's all. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So we might we might grab you for a, like a five minute workout out by the pool or something. You could just done. Consider it done. We'll we'll make it half an hour. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Got a deal on that one. Well, Tony, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us and for talking with us. And we're so pleased to have you at our longevity conference coming up here May third through fifth at the Orange County Hilton in Orange County, California. And for those folks who want to be there, go to the longevity nowconference.com all four of those words together thelongevitynowconference.com make sure you check out Tony's incredible new website which is tonyhortonkitchen.com and if you get on there and check out his menus you'll see those vegan, vegetarian and flexitarian options and what he's up to on that side other than fitness and I think probably everybody listening knows about the fitness legacy that you've left us Tony thank you so much for doing what you do we're excited to see you very soon David, likewise, thank you, um, and I will see you very soon, along with everyone else. This program was brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com. Thanks for listening.